Hi, I'm Alex Bellinger, and this is Small Biz Pod on Wednesday, the 22nd of November. Coming up in today's show, um, I have the long-awaited, uh, much-anticipated interview that uh, Juliet Prowse, so a Canadian listener, uh, or in fact, she's in Canada. I think she's actually a Brit living in Canada. Well, she she did an interview with um, a marketing guru uh, in Canada called George Torok, who will be um, telling us how to get an unfair advantage over the competition and uh, how to successfully build a personal brand. So well worth uh, listening to. Um, it's a, a great interview. Thank you very much, um, Juliet, for for. For, for putting that together for, for Small Biz Pod and offering it up. Um, as I've always said, uh, the boundary between uh, listener and producer blurs all the time. I'm really happy to receive any uh, listener's uh, contribution to the show. Um, if you've got a, an audio comment, as you know, I'm always delighted to have those. And, and if you if you want to, to do an interview um, and have a segment in the show, why not submit something? And I'd, I'm normally more than happy to play those. So... Uh, Thank you very much, Julia. It's, this show was going to go out uh, earlier, or last week, in fact, um, and then I ended up stuffing a lot of badges for Podcast Con at the last minute and uh, couldn't quite manage all the editing. So apologies for that, but um, here it is. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Um, I will also be uh, reviewing Podcast Con, which took place on Saturday and uh, was a, a really great fun event. Lots of hard work beforehand, but... Um, well worth doing and uh, really good to meet up with a whole load of uh, podcasters and others interested in the space so I'll report a little bit about that after we have heard from Juliet and George Hello this is Juliet Prowse for Small Biz Pod interviewing George Torek George left a corporate management position after 20 years to launch his own speaking, coaching and marketing business. He's now been an entrepreneur for the past 12 years and is also the host of a weekly local radio show, Business in Motion, and the co-author of the Canadian bestseller, Secrets of Power Marketing. Welcome, George, and thanks for your time today. Uh, Juliet, it's a delight to be on the show with you. Uh, thank you very much for inviting me. So to start with, George, perhaps you'd like to give us a brief outline of what it is you do for your clients in your consulting business. My business, I specialize in helping my clients gain an unfair advantage over the competition because I believe you should not play fair. <laughs> if you go into business to play fair with your competition, then you're going to lose because the competition will not be play fair with you. And the way I do that is, is through innovative and creative marketing strategies and marketing techniques. Okay, so I've, I've obviously read your book and um, the focus of that is very much marketing yourself. I think learning to, to promote yourself, uh, because the subtitle of the book is Promote Brand You. Right. And you are a brand. When you, when you convey the message and the feeling of your own brand, then the rest of your marketing is a lot easier to do. It takes less money and less effort, but you have to understand the power of your own brand. How long did it take me to learn that? Well, I think I spent the, the better part of my life learning that. Right. Uh, and, and I think it's something that one learns from probably more the pains and the mistakes that <laughs> one made along the way. And, and if you look back when things go wrong and you say, well, why did that happen? And instead of blaming people or circumstances saying, okay, what what happened there and why did it work that way? And you know, a lot of times I looked at things when they went wrong and I could say, that wasn't fair. Right. So I decided, 
I'm not going to play fair. <laughs> okay. So, um, what are the, the strategies how not to play fair? How to get that unfair advantage? Well, the overall most important strategy is to follow a system. Right. Whatever, whatever you are planning to do with your marketing, in fact, everything in your business, uh, it will only work in the long run if you follow a system. Uh, too many people make the mistake of grabbing onto a fad or the last book they just read and they try it and they may or may not have some results. However, at some point they give up because they find another fad or because they got bored. It's important to have a system uh, because a system works over time. And a system works where talent fails. Right. And too many people think, oh, well, you know, I'll do what I'm good at. Well, that's fine, but having the talent isn't enough. For example, Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods is a champion uh, for three reasons. Three, in my opinion, for three reasons. Number one, because the man has talent. There's no question he has talent. Uh, what sustains him is his systems. He has systems for everything he does in the game. Everything he does in the game and everything he does to prepare for the game. And the third thing that Tiger Woods does to stay at the top of his game, for him to have an unfair advantage over his competition, is he constantly gets feedback through, through uh, a coach or constant learning. So those three things. Now, if you have talent, that's great, but it's not enough. If you don't have talent, that's still okay. The, the, the kernel that makes every system work is understanding a, a key principle, a key principle or a key set of principles. For example, one of the very simple techniques that I advise people, those who, if, if you would like to build relationships with people, better relationships, more profitable relationships over time, then there's a number of things you can do, a number of techniques, such as staying in touch with people, networking, uh, meeting with people for coffee, breakfast, all this kind of, kind of stuff, sending them copies of your articles, telling them about a new website that came out. Now, those are all techniques. The principle the bottom line principle that builds relationships is making other people feel good about themselves. That's the principle. So if that's the principle, then the question is, for example, Juliet, if you understand that principle, what techniques will you use to build relationships with your clients? As long as the, the technique follows the principle of making people feel good about themselves. And for example, one of the techniques that meets that, uh, that follows that principle very well and is very powerful, very effective, and very uh, cost-efficient is sending people things, telling people things. It is, it's cheap. It costs you almost nothing. For, and, and I recommend you do it a handwritten note. The reason, it's not that you can't do it by email. The problem with email is that email often doesn't get there, often doesn't get read, and email is cold. It's a cold medium. It's mm -hmm. efficient, it's cheap, and it's fast, but it's a cold medium. A handwritten note is special because we get so few. Mm -hmm. It shows that you took the time to write a handwritten note. So, going back to the system. If you are deciding that you're going to use the principle of making people feel good about themselves, and one of the techniques that you would like to use in your system is writing handwritten notes, then make a commitment to yourself on who you will write handwritten notes to. Okay. And, and on what type of occasion. 
And whether it's uh, when you, you met someone for the first time, uh, you might not send them a thank you note, you might send them a, you know, it was nice to meet you type of thing. But if someone helps, gives you a referral, or a new customer signs up with you, or a prospect just listens to you, and you send them a thank you note, and the guy who got the business didn't even say thank you, then that customer, that prospect, is least is going to think, you know, maybe I should consider Juliet next time because she, you know, I kind of like her character. Right. And in the end, it all comes down to we, we like to do business with people we like. Yes. Which is another key principle. Right. In terms of identifying the the key things that your clients need to focus on? I mean, do they come to you with a blank sheet and say, help George? In most cases, my clients come to me because they know they need help and they're not sure. They're, they're, they're hurting in some area, but they're not sure what the cause is. Right. They might think they have an idea, but most of the time they only see the symptoms and they don't see what's underneath. The best thing that I, and it took me a long time, and, and I recommend everyone, all, all the listeners, to do this, uh, the same exercise. And it took me, it took me a long time to figure this out. I sat around asking myself, what is it that I do well? Mm-hmm. Who, who, who is George Torok? What is, what is his real strength? Now, on the surface, it's easy to say, well, George Torok is a marketing author and a marketing expert. But I thought, no, that's not good enough. I mean, there's tons of people. There's lots of marketing experts. You know, so what, what makes me different? from the competition. And you have to go deeper. See, because see, the marketing, I'm an expert as far as marketing expertise. Right. But that's not the core. That's not the core strength. And it took a, a good friend of mine to say, what is your core thing? The core thing that you can say about yourself that is common in everything that you do. Right. So look for this core strength in everything that you do in business, throughout your career, uh, even through your hobbies and your personal life. What's common? What are the common things, especially in the things that you did well or you enjoyed? And I found this, uh, the thing that I do, my core strength is that I simplify. I simplify things and I break them down and, and even the marketing system itself. I look at why does that work? What's the principle behind that work? So if you see another company doing something, whether it's a retailer, whether it's a distributor, whether it's a, a one-person show, but you see them doing something, don't say, oh, that's neat, I'll copy it. Mm-hmm. That's stupid because then you don't understand what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So if you only copy people, you will always be a follower. Right. You will never stand out. Watch what people do. And this is advice from one of the people who I interviewed through my radio show who said this, watch what successful people do and don't simply copy them. Instead, ask yourself, why do they do it that way? Mm-hmm. And it might take some time to figure out why, why, does, um, why does Harley Davidson do what they do? Why does, uh, why does Microsoft do what they do? And in there, you will find principles. And then ask yourself, okay, there's the principle. The more you look at that and, and ask yourself, what are the principles? You will find something that you can work, a, a technique that, that might work for you. For example, another place that I found a great place to learn how they do business. And I recommend this to everybody. At some point, go to Las Vegas. Go to Las Vegas and if you want to, uh, you know, 
gamble your money, you go ahead and do that. But I sat at the card table and when my $20 was gone, I walked away. I got an hour of cards. But after that, that's when I really started to learn because I started watching what was going on in the casino and in the streets around the casino. And I watched it with this simplistic mind of mine or simplifying mind of mine. Why did they do it that way? And why does it work so well? And the interesting thing I notice is in the city of, of Las Vegas, the, you know, the, the Sin City, it's clean. The streets are clean. And I asked myself, why are the streets clean? Why do they do that? Mm -hmm. And I was out for an early morning run and I saw the street cleaners out there cleaning every day. And the Sin City is safe to walk around. Uh, and, and a lot of cities in North America are not quite so mm -hmm. safe. And you can walk around in Sin City at any time of the day or night. It's safe. Mm -hmm. I was, and as many people as there are selling things out there, people knew to back off. They knew to back off when he said no. They didn't bug you like they do in some places. And I said, well, why is that that way? Because somebody has made it happen. Because somebody understands the principle. If you make it safe and easy and clean and appealing, then the sin doesn't seem so bad. That's very, very interesting. So I've noticed actually um, there's a, a common theme you write too. Um, you like to take everyday examples and, and, and find things, find meaning in them that you can apply to marketing yourself. And then Juliet turns to the issue of how to identify your best customers. My favorite type of client, and this is something I recommend everyone do, decide who and these are my these are my terms and 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 by, and everything I learned comes from somewhere else. It's just a matter of repackaging. Uh, the book, uh, for example, the the book um, Marketing to the Affluent, and I forget, and I, I always get the author's name mixed up. I think it's Tom Thomas Stanley or Stanley Robert. It's, okay. it's two first names. <laughs> but in the book, uh, and he talks about the insurance industry. However, the principle is, and, and these are my words, not his words, but the principle is, what does your best customer smell like? Now, that might sound a little crude, uh, but think of it in terms of if you are hunting. When you're hunting, when an animal, when they're hunting for their game, they know what it smells like. They know where it hangs out. They know where it goes. They know where it sleeps, where it eats. You know, they know the habits. Mm -hmm. And you, as, as a marketer, must know what your best customer smells like. Right. So that you can go after them, you can go where they are, be where they are, and focus your marketing and, fo and get better sales. And if you focus on your best customers, you won't waste time. You'll know not to waste time with the customers that are a waste of time. So who, who are your best customers? So in my case, my best customers, the people who I like working with the best, who I have the best results, who I enjoy the relationship and is most profitable for them and as well as me, is the CEO or owner of mid-sized companies. Now, when I said mid-sized, in, in terms of uh, uh, Canadian dollars, this is anywhere from uh, $10 million sales to $150 million sales. So in that range, so it's a, you know, it's a broad range. So, so the, the $2 billion company I don't waste time with, the main thing is because I can't get in the door. <laughs> so I don't call them up. I don't waste my time. And the same thing with the, the, the you know, the, um, the $200,000 one or two person shop, I don't waste time with them because they cannot see the value of, of investing in me and paying my fees. Mm -hmm. Now they might buy my book and that's fine. Mm -hmm. and, and that's why you need to identify and focus on your best customers and have stuff 
that the others can buy. Right. And then Juliet went on to ask uh, George how long he'd been an entrepreneur. How long have I been an entrepreneur? I think, I think off and on most of my life. Right. <laughs> I, I, I think. Good, now, good answer. E even and and uh, you know, go back to your little question: Are you know, is an, is an entrepreneur born or made? And I and I think it's part of both. Uh, it, it, it's certain. It, it's part of both. Uh, in this particular business right now, has been running about. Uh, I have to check the calendar. About twelve years. Okay. Uh, however, through through my career and in, in, in various reincarnations, uh, I tried different things, uh, made some feeble attempts along the way, uh, and most of them didn't work very well. And, and I can go back to uh, being, I think, nine years old and selling lemonade on, on, the, <laughs> on the street. You know? Um, you know, it was a one-day experience as an entrepreneur. And, uh, you know, it was fun sitting there and... And I remember in in uh, Boy Scouts when uh, we sold apples to raise money. I remember doing, and, you know, the first time I did it, it was really afraid. You know, you go knocking doors, can you buy an apple? And I think it was the second year or third year, I got really bold. And we they took us to a shopping mall, and I walked up to people. <laughs> I didn't wait for them to come. I didn't sit there, you know, like everybody else. I figured, you know, if I can do this... What's the worst thing that can happen? People are going to say no. And you know, I walked up to people and I came up with a little ditty that I said. You know, I said, uh, you know, an apple a day uh, keeps the doctor away. <laughs> an onion keeps everybody away. But I'm not selling onions, so buy an apple. <laughs> it was fun. It was bold and it was scary. Mm -hmm. It was scary because I was trying, I was moving on my show. Because, uh, Julia, by nature, and people may not believe this right now, I am an introvert. And that's uh, and that fits. That's because I'm, a, I'm an analyzer. I'm a watcher, an analyzer, a thinker, a simplifier. So when I speak to people, uh, people don't understand that this guy's really an intro. That's my natural thing. So for me, uh, it meant that I didn't have a talent for speaking right. as I do now. I had to learn it, and and I I used to be embarrassed that I might say the wrong thing. And guess what? I've probably said the wrong thing many times. <laughs> and at some point, you just get used to the embarrassment and you move on. I was lucky enough that I had a, a mentor that helped me out earlier in, in my business, Peter Bender, who I wrote the marketing mm -hmm. yeah. book with, was a great inspiration, a mentor, and, uh, and he gave me the odd kick when I needed it too, <laughs> which some of us need. <laughs> so basically then, the motivation behind you going into business for yourself was to impart the wisdom that you developed over the years and be able to share that with your clients. I, um, I don't know if that was the only motivation, but there's no question a big part of what I do. I mean, I, p people come to me with questions off the time, and I want to help. You know, so I, I, and I, don't, I think there's a little bit of that teacher thing in, in most of us in some way or another. Um, I, I think I discovered something or I packaged something or got something together here that seems to make sense. So I enjoy... I love giving that, that advice, that help to others, and seeing people grow. Um, and that probably also came because from my corporate experience, when I was, when I was a manager, when I had people working for me, um, the part that I enjoyed the most was when I could help someone grow outside of the job. 
Right. More than the job. When I could, that's when it, I mean, it's one thing to sh to manage someone and see them do their job well. Well, that's really nice. Good little puppy. You did what you're <laughs> supposed to. But when you, sh when you help people grow and help them discover some other part of themselves that they weren't sure about, and you see them, and you, you know, so you give them a chance and you don't knock them when they, they do make a mistake because they're going to make a mistake. And, and then you give them a kick when you think they need the kick. And then you coach them a little bit more. And then they're doing it. You know, it's like, it's like watching a, what? Helping a little kid learn to skate or ride a bicycle. You know, you put them on the bike and you take them along and, and they're scared and they say, Daddy, don't let go, don't let go. And, 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 and you know, he's pretty much doing it all by himself. And I remember my son Christopher when he first rode the bike. Um, I spent the times running out there on the street, running beside him, and he just didn't seem to have the confidence. And then one day, I saw his older sister out there with him. She gave him a push. He went off and he was riding. <laughs> so you, you do what you can to help him. Yeah. And so that's part of what I do. I help people because I see a lot of people in business who, who have potential. But potential isn't enough. Right. Because a lot of people got potential. Uh, and, then, and then I see people make it who I think, you know, I never would have bet on that guy. There's no way. But somehow... He had persisted. So over the last 12 years, what have been the biggest obstacles or challenges that you have had to face in your own business? The, the biggest obstacle about being an entrepreneur is the emotional ups and downs. People, people think, or don't make the mistake that you, you are 100% you, you, you confident all the time. You are not. You, you know, if you are, you're, there's something wrong with you. You should be locked up. The only people who are 100% confident are the ones who are in, in the mental institutions. <laughs> but the, the entrepreneur, the emotional ups and downs of the entrepreneur is, is far more frequent and greater in, in amplitude than that of the, I believe, of the working person. The person who goes to work works nine to five every day. None of my emotions last that long. <laughs> I get depressed for you know for half the afternoon, and then something happens and cheers me up again. Yeah. And then and, and, and it's like that up and down every day. It's the roller coaster that is the hardest thing yeah. I think about being an entrepreneur. It's about seeing past the moment, see you know the disaster that happens to today. You know the computer died. You know, so many times I've wrestled with my computer and it feels like it's the end of the world. I can't do anything. My computer's not working. Or you, you got a virus or the website is down or something wrong with the website. And, and the emotional impact is like, oh, it's the end of the world. But you know, 90 minutes later, it's gone. Or a bigger problem comes along <laughs> and you forgot about the other one. <laughs> So how would you advise um, budding entrepreneurs cope with that? Enjoy the highs. Enjoy the highs and don't get so upset by the lows. The important thing about the, being an entrepreneur is, is not that you never go down or get depressed or disappointed or frustrated or angry. It's, it's that you bounce back. Don't spend time wallowing in, in, the, in the mire. Get yourself out of there. What helps is track your successes, enjoy your little, celebrate your little successes, hang around with people who you can talk to who make you feel good about yourself. People who you, don't hang around with people who are whining and bitching and complaining. 
Now, and, and if you are someone who whines and bitches and complains yourself, well, then don't hang around with yourself. <laughs> That's really, really good advice. Thank you very much. Well, listen, I, I, I think we've just about covered everything I wanted to. I really appreciate your time. Please, if you'd like to say a last word before we, we close the Well, I'm happy just to re reinforce for more advice, more more free tips and, and ideas and insights from Simple George. Um, <laughs> and, you know... I should go check to see if that domain is available. Um, my Visit my blog. The marketing blog is georgetorok.com. That's george, T-O-R-O-K.com. You'll find more tips and advice and insights. Uh, and if you disagree with me, tell me. Because I want to hear from people who disagree. I want to hear different opinions. So have a look at, at, at the blog and see what it says. And if some of these ideas make sense to you, tell me too, because it's always nice to hear feedback of people saying, hey, you know, I, I listened to part of what you said and it helped me in this way because I, I used it in this way. It's always nice to get that feedback because uh, one, it makes us feel good and two, we are constantly learning. And that's, for me, that's the best part of the business I'm in. Thank you very much indeed. Well, I think there were a lot of really interesting insights there. Um, George is clearly a, a big personality, and uh, I enjoyed that a lot, and I know uh, Juliet did as well. So uh, if you have a few more of those you want to do, Juliet, the, the way is open for you. I'm very happy for you to, to, to send some more in, as I am for, for, for any listener out there who fancies turning their hand to uh, interviewing um, interesting local or otherwise entrepreneurs you know if you can get uh, Sir Alan Sugar please please do um, right so on to um, some comments and some thoughts on Podcast Con Podcast Con on Saturday uh, was really really superb um, uh, lots of fun lots of uh, stealth disco um, lots of business insight um, check out the Podcast Con website and thank you very much to um, Cheese and BT Pod Show and uh, in particular for, for sponsoring and yada yada and uh, Wells Park and Podcast Voices and the other guys who exhibited um, all made it happen basically uh, wouldn't have happened without you um, and what's even even better or more entertaining for me was um, I met um, quite a few Small Biz Pod listeners um, including uh, Tish Matter who you'll remember I mentioned on the last show really good to see you Tish um, and who else did I see? Oh, Libby Ranzetta. Um, thanks, uh, Libby. Uh, really good to meet you. Obviously, I was rushing around quite a lot with the organisation of the whole thing with the other guys and I uh, didn't get to speak to uh, lots of people as long as I would like. But, um, uh, yeah, really, really good to see you and um, uh, some of the other guys as well who were there who, who um, claim to be listeners of Small Biz Pod. So that's always always very nice indeed. Uh, well worth uh, going to if it happens again next year um, I'd highly recommend it now in terms of uh, comments from uh, listeners uh, I've got a, a few comments to get through uh, first of these was from uh, Jason King and he says I, I listened to your latest podcast last night and thought it was especially interesting I'm kind of pleased there's a skill shortage in the IT sector because from for my day job I'm a software engineer uh, should mean more money and better benefits for me then 
Um, I thought the podcast con advert was uh, good too, made me laugh and made me remember it, which is good. Um, anyway, I'd be more than happy for you to review my book if you wish, so cheers for that. Good luck with organising your conference. I can imagine it'll all be a lot of work, but well worthwhile, no doubt. No pain, no gain. Thanks, Jason. Jason forwarded me um, an e-book, um, which uh, I will certainly be taking a look at um, with interest. Um, and uh, when and if Small Biz Pod uh, sorts out its uh, uh, review section, um, I may well review Jason's ebook at that point. I uh, also had um, a quick email from I- Ian Wells, who just says, just a quick question, have you ever covered the subject of joint ventures on your podcast? If so, please could you direct me to the relevant pod number? Um, in fact, I, I haven't. But uh, that's uh, like all reader comments and suggestions. Um, it's yeah, it sparked an idea. So thank you very much for that, Ian. I also had an email from uh, Chris Russo, who's one of my favourite artists on um, Electromancer.com, which is now sadly deceased. And Chris says, thank you for playing my music on your show this last month. That was great. Um, he mentions that he's now on the Podsafe Music Network which is good because I can still track him down. And he says, hope the link works. Um, anyway, thank you for playing my song again on Small Biz Pod. The vocalists loved to hear themselves over the web as much as I did. And I think that was that was his uh, his mum, his sister and his girlfriend from memory. So um, glad you enjoyed it. I certainly enjoyed playing it. Um, and then I also had um, an email from Brazil from Hugo Carlone. Uh, who says, Hello Alex, my name's Hugo and I've been listening to your podcast for a while now. I work for a small advertising agency in Moringa, Piranha, Brazil. And uh, since it's a small business, I've become more and more interested in your podcast. Interviews are great. The advice is very useful and the songs are really nice. Mainly I started listening to your podcast to understand the similarities and the differences between the UK and Brazilian small business. Um, Eventually I realised many of the advice... Um, could be applied to uh, the Brazilian reality. So, congratulations for the good work. Small Biz Pod has become one of my most valuable sources sources of information about small business. I'll keep feeding you back to you whenever it's possible. So, uh, thanks very much, Hugo, for that. Um, it's always really, really appreciated all of that kind of feedback. Um, I think the similarities between you know the face the problems that small businesses face are, are very similar the world over. Um, and uh, glad to hear you're enjoying it. So thanks a lot, Hugo. And finally, just to round off, um, the Small Biz Pod Frapper Map. Um, thank you very much to uh, Matt Griffiths, who is, I believe, uh, from the University of Nottingham's campus in Malaysia. So there we are. Um, a Brit abroad, I assume. Uh, thanks for that, Matt. Um, and thanks also, if I haven't mentioned you before, to Caron, who is uh, in Devon in Alberta, Canada. So, um, if you want to put your name on the Small Biz Pod Frapper Map and uh, a photo and say who you are and where you're from, um, that's always cool. Uh, opportunity, I know, to, to meet up with some, uh, some other listeners from Small Biz Pod from around the world. Always quite interesting to do that. Um, and uh, if you want to uh, send me a comment either an audio comment or, or just an email, drop me a line at alex at smallbizpod.co.uk. Um, comments are the, the lifeblood of a good podcast, so please don't hesitate to send me your thoughts, um, ideas for shows, criticism, whatever it is. Uh, I really, really appreciate it all. Abuse even. No, not, not too much abuse. I don't, I don't mind. I don't mind. Whatever you like. Okay, and then... 
since it was podcast con at the weekend and we had some fantastic podsafe music live playing live i thought as a as an exception to the electronica rule in small biz pod this week i would play one of the live tracks from a, a really classy up-and-coming band called the shakes who i'm sure are destined for for really good things and this track is called janine and it was played live at podcast con on saturday <laughs> That is, that It'll is fine. fine. <laughs> oh, it's lovely. Yeah, well, this will be our last one then. We've got some CDs of uh, Liberty Jones with us as well. Uh, so we've, we've got those on the stage if we want to like, get one of those off us. And uh, if we can potentially indulge our vanity by signing them as well. That would be, be even better <laughs> for us. <laughs> this is a tune called Janine. As I say, thanks very much for everything. It's lovely to be here today and to play. And we'll catch you soon. She said, this time it's the end, it's over, over. She packed my things for me, she took my front door key, called me a She's mad now, but wait to see, she'll come running back to me like oh.
Thank you. Thanks a lot, guys.